Hello, Katiana. So Hello. lovely to have you back. Yes. yes. This is going to be an uh, every week thing. Unless Can I'm I just s- sit here every week? Yes. Yes, yeah. we love you You're definitely here all the time. Yeah. You're never going to leave, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Pantai. This is going to be ours. She's going to work from here now. Yeah. yeah. set up a room for me somewhere. <laughs> it's because it's, we want the ball pit here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, I come with the ball pit. Yes. So. Brilliant. <laughs> awesome. Okay, today we're talking about bullying. Mm. So, Katiana, it's a parenting nightmare to be told that your kid is a bully. Mm. And 99% of the time this news is met with utter disbelief so yep. why is that my angel right yeah. Yeah. yeah i think as parents we're all programmed to automatically believe the best in our children right and so no parent wants to be confronted with the reality that um that you know their child has you know inflicted harm on another individual and i think immediately parents will think what have i done wrong right nice. well, how how did i contribute to this so it's definitely not news that's easy for them by any means mm. but you know in the majority of cases and i i've seen this many times myself parents often reject the idea aggressively so whether it's talking to the parents of the aggressive mm. or um, teachers at school or whatever they're mm. quite aggressive in that stance yes. why is that it's projecting their own viewpoint right it's like being told something that they just can't process or can't comprehend themselves they often argue this has to be a mistake this has to be because someone is uh, misinterpreting my child's intentions they don't want to have to accept the reality or the accusation that their child is the aggressor and so parents become very defensive and very aggressive and again it goes back to that concept of telling me that my child is a bully is also saying there's something wrong with my parenting that I've somehow contributed to this so that adds to the layer of defensiveness that they Mm. project Is there any possibility that the child sees the parent (laughs) being very um, aggressive I suppose but in a a business world being aggressive and being very forthright and being very uh, forward with people Yes It's like oh that's how I should be but then they don't know how to interpret it and then they misinterpret that and then they become a bully? If the kids are seeing any type of aggressive behavior at home whether it's in what you're describing JD or even like in the marital relationship mm-hmm. just how they talk to each other that's going to be something that they do take on board because you are dealing with an individual who's you know neurologically not fully mature so they can't they're not able to go well okay that's because dad's in a business meeting that's appropriate in that setting right, right. you know so it's all about I see I do monkey right? see monkey, monkey, see, do. monkey do sorry right. but that's kind of how it is with kids right so um, you know oftentimes what we do know is that children who are more aggressive do tend to come from homes where aggression is allowed or kind of done in some way it's not always the case right so if you're somebody who's listening and you've had this complaint made against your child and you're like what did I do what did I do there are certain conditions where it might be you know genetically predisposed or behaviorally predisposed due to certain conditions Mm. so it's not entirely because of how you're conducting yourself but definitely the first thing parents need to do is to figure out whether we are allowing this type of interaction from how we interact with other people yeah that's what I'm just saying maybe the parents don't even realize that yeah. their actions are bully-like, yeah. I suppose. Katjana, why do children bully? It goes back to the nature versus nurture argument, right? So, of course, it's about the nature component looks at whether or not um, there is a biological component here, Mm -hmm. right? So, whether there is a type of mental illness or developmental issue that's been passed down. Um, I don't, I mean, there's a lot of research going into whether there is an anger gene, right, that we're passing down, but nothing definitive in that region yet. But there is a belief that there are certain conditions that can be passed down genetically, um, you know, 
And of course, if your child has something like ADHD or is on the autism spectrum, certain types of aggression are typical for that types of conditions. So that's sort of that component. Then there's also the nurture, which is the environment or the parenting or what we're exposing them to. Mm. So it's very difficult to put your finger on it and say, well, that's exactly why my child is a bully. Um, But, you know, I always tell parents to kind of look at the whole kind of spectrum of things right. and start from the home start at with with regards to what you're exposing your child to and then work backwards from there so how does understanding the point of view mm. of what's going on help towards fixing the issues mm. there are basically you know there's four but in this context there are three functions of of child behavior so whenever I tell a parent when you're trying to understand why your child is doing what they're doing you need to figure out whether it falls into the one of the three now the first thing is what we call they're doing it for attention obviously Mm -hmm. so they clearly would have tried something and then so it's kind of like an infant crying right Right. so when I made some noise someone came and so that became the connection that they learned so there's attention there's avoidance right so they're doing it to get out of a task or to avoid doing something and finally is what we call need for tangibles they're doing something to get something physical like a snack or their iPad or something of that nature so when you are trying to figure it out kind of you need to tie it into one of those three and that gives you an idea of how you're supposed to um, interact so I'll give you an example I had a family who had a young child who was giving these epic meltdowns temper tantrums every time at the dinner table when it was homework time so all the siblings would be sitting there doing homework and that would be a time when he would kick up a fuss and so mom and dad would start doing timeouts so whenever he kicked up a fuss he got a warning and they'd send him to his room but the whole point of that behavior the whole point of that aggression was because he was trying to avoid doing his homework and the right. discipline was letting him avoid doing his homework. So the timeout is making room. it worse. Exactly. So Gosh. this is stuff that's really important. So when kids are bullies, there's mm. often a reason behind it, whether we see it or not. And that's important. So whether it's about something as simple as I want what they have, mm. right? And it could be like that. Or it could be that I'm doing this because I'm receiving it from another source mm. and it's kind of passing it along. Or I'm unhappy and I don't know how to process this emotion. There's always a reason behind it. So understanding their viewpoint is very important. It's painful to think of your child inflicting harm on other kids. Mm. But bullying is also a serious issue for the aggressor as well, right, Katiana? Can you explain why? Well, there's so much research now to show that bullies often come from a history of bullying, Mm. right? So they've either been victims of abuse or they've either been bullied themselves. There's so much research supporting that. And so, you know, even now there's so much anti-bullying campaigns happening in Malaysia because it's such an issue here especially. Um, And we're trying really hard to also shed some light on the fact that, I mean, not trying to give the bullies permission, but to to practice some type of empathy and understanding that they're coming from a place of pain as well and that they need help, um, Mm. you know, just as much as someone who's a victim. Um, So it is a complex issue. It's not as simple as, I think, vilifying them and thinking that they're just these bad people. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, it's a very complicated issue for them. Yeah, because in the movies, it's always like, oh, uh, this kid starts bullying one kid and Mm. after that, if something happens to that kid, he goes home, he gets beaten up by their parents. Yes. So there's that's what's definitely really yeah there's a component of the fact that bu- you know there's there was a quote I saw somewhere in one of the campaigns that was like the bullies were the bullied you know yeah. once upon a time yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I went through that when mm. I was in school because mm. um, I don't know sounded different or looked different I don't know what it was so I was bullied as a kid mm. was that because you came back from the States yeah you know because mm. yeah, I don't know what it was right mm. there was some there were in some cases uh, I was probably easily victimized at some point because mm. I just didn't want to care about who these people are mm. right but then at some point I got pushed 
to the brink where I'm like, you know what? I never physically abuse anybody, mm. but I've got a mouth on me, right? Mm. So I would I would say things, everybody would laugh, and I would insult yeah. this, insult that, yeah. to the point where I remember I I didn't realize it, and then I was in school one time, and I made this kid uh, very uncomfortable. I think he cried or something. I can't Aww. remember. And then then he said, "You're always like this, all right." Mm. And then something just clicked, clicked, and I'm like, "What do you mean I'm always like this? Mm. I'm I'm not." I'm not a bully. Mm. And he said, you are. Mm. And I thought about it and I had a chat with him and said, I'm, then I realized and I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't, mm. I didn't realize mm. this, mm. you know? And, and you see, that's the thing because, you know, human beings need control and when you're bullied, that control is taken away from you yeah. and you will try any way possible to gain control of that. So that's why you have kids who are being bullied who end up developing eating issues, for example, because the mm. only thing they can control is the food they put in their body, right. Right. you know, or, or they take it out on someone else because then I can control that situation. So it's about regaining control. Right. Mm. So when we're dealing with kids who have been bullied, the key solution or the thing we focus on is how do we empower them again? How do we give them back that control without them needing to resort to, you know, perpetuating the same thing. Kachana, we were talking a, a little bit earlier about sort of flags, things to sort of watch out for for our kids. Mm-hmm. One of the things is sort of how many friends they've got, you mm-hmm. know. What other kind of flags are there that we're just not aware of that could be the thing that tips us off and helps us sort of remedy what's happening? I tell parents to look for changes, right? Um, and they say, you know, what kinds? Anything. Any type of change is indicative of the fact that your child is going through something. So whether it's their sleep patterns, their eating patterns, their friendship groups, their performance in school, the way that they behave with you. So any type of changes is something that you need to kind of be aware of. You don't have to jump on it just the minute they do mm. it, but just kind of keep an observation of it, right? And so if they're being a lot more testy with you, yes. right, uh, that's an indication something up right if they're being a lot if there's you know a lot of this temper tantrums if you have younger children especially Mm. that's coming out of nowhere these are all indications that your child is struggling with something right and then you got to figure out what it is yeah but the thing is like changing attitudes and everything especially Mm. when they're tweens Mm. you never can tell (laughs) Mm -hmm. right it's Mm -hmm. like is that it's just like you know normal teenage behavior slamming doors Mm -hmm. snapping like yesterday Mm -hmm. you know i had to bite my tongue until it you know, almost got cut off and wow. off, so yeah. I didn't retort back, you yeah. know. So that's the thing, like when they're in that age group, yes, changes is normal and you mm. see these sort of hormonal mood fluctuations and that's normal. So when you get to that level, the next question you got to ask yourself, so the first question you ask is, is has the child been uh, experiencing any type of changes or have they been presenting with any type of changes? Then the next question you got to ask yourself is, are those changes impacting on their functioning? So is the mood swings meaning that kids don't want to be friends with them anymore Mm. are they hiding in the bedrooms to the point where they're not socializing with people or they're not doing their homework and they're falling back in school so that can be the extra layer so that you can determine Mm. whether this is normal teen passive aggressiveness um, or whether it's actually something you need to be worried about okay so before they get to the big changes stage Mm. obviously things don't sort of change overnight yes um and, you know, I've read somewhere about microaggressions yes. being a flag of, okay, there's something going on mm-hmm. and I need to sort of nip this in the bud. Can mm-hmm. you talk to us about that? Yeah, sorry, what's microaggression? <laughs> microaggression, as the name suggests, are just little behaviors of, like, things like passive aggressiveness can be considered as microaggression right. or little bits of changes in their behavior where aggression would come out that's not usually typical of what you would consider to be aggression. Um, and it's usually just behavioral things, right? So whether it's, like, raising your voice more frequently 
loudly or slamming the door or things like that, or even just certain things you wouldn't do that you don't normally do. So I would see microaggression as definitely an indicator that the child is struggling with something. I would probably keep an eye out just because it could very well be something temporary. It could be an altercation with a friend or it Mm -hmm. could be um, the teacher saying something at school that made them upset. So you don't want to kind of jump on everything because again, you want to also teach your kids how to manage their own issues. You want to teach them that. Yeah, you can't be protecting them. Precisely. You're not giving them life skills Mm -hmm. if you're fixing everything for them. Kids kind of need to fall, scuff their knees and then learn how to move on from that. So if your kid is being a little more passive aggressive, a little bit more angsty than usual, just keep an eye out, you know, check in on them every once in a while. And then if it escalates to Mm -hmm. being something quite consistent, you're seeing these microaggressive behaviors happening consistently for, you know, weeks or more, Mm -hmm. then you probably need to say something. Katjana, you know, your first reaction as a parent would be to get really angry or even punish your child Mm. when they've, you know, been caught bullying or you've been told they have. Why is this the wrong thing to do? Because you are communicating the lesson to them that when you are unhappy with something, you get to take it out on them. You get to communicate that with aggression, right? Right. So they're then going to go, well, the next time I'm I'm unhappy with somebody, I get to do the same thing. So I'm I'm not saying kind of give your kids a slap on the wrist and be like, go on, you know, because that's also possibly telling them that you accept and Mm. validate what they've done. But you need to be able to have your kids understand that it's not acceptable. And the way that I like to do that is by understanding what this may sound very manipulative and evil genius like, but making it sort of using what they consider important as a, as a way to teach them. So use things, for example, like privileges that they would mm-hmm. hold dear to, to them. So right. like, for example, screen time or access to friends. We've and changed like the Wi-Fi password. Yes. yes. I actually like that. Right. right Parents yeah. who roll the Wi-Fi password. Um. And so use that as a way to kind of um, get them to see that certain things are not acceptable. But ultimately, all young people struggle with empathy. So what you need right. to do is to teach them how this would make, you know, get them to understand how would it make you feel mm. if this was happening. So don't immediately go to punishing them and all that because you're teaching them something that's just going to support their, their their thinking pattern as it is. So what do you think, you know, parent is told that their child is a bully. What are the sort of the top things that they have? to do in Mm. order to be part of the solution? Mm. I think the first thing is just to embrace it. I mean, not saying to agree with everything everyone says, but if you're getting a report from the school or from someone else that your child is a bully, the first thing you should do is to take it on board and be like, okay, I will look into it. Don't immediately reject it because you don't have all the information. Mm. You might think you do because you might say you know your child, but you don't have what the viewpoint they have. So it's important for you to find out what you need to know or all the information. So say, I will look into it, right? Accept that embrace that and then look into it right so you know if there's a particular incident find out all the details about the incident communicate with your child communicate with all the people involved and then use that to formulate an opinion and if it works out that it kind of looks like your child was being a bully or is a bully then you need to act on that and have your child understand this behavior is not acceptable when you say act on that what does that Mm. mean so you know I mean I wouldn't go to punishing your child immediately but you know having very stern conversations with them and having them understand that you know this is not acceptable behavior um, and then having them understand from an empathetic perspective mm. you know why this is not acceptable behavior um, and then have consequences so punish them but in a in a way that would hurt them without physically hurting them if right. that makes sense so so collect the data yes investigate the data yes. and then take action yes based on the findings mm-hmm. yeah.